Hey modders, welcome to another episode of the Modcast, the weekly podcast from ModDB.com, filling in with all the news, releases, and information you'll need about the modding uh, world, industry, whatever you want to call it. My name is Dave Trager, I'm the media editor here Whoa, my name is Dave Trager, I'm the media editor here on ModDB.com. Joining me, as you just heard, is Ryan Anderson, the executive editor for ModDB.com, as well as Mike who is some random guy that helps us out from time to time. Picked up hey, off Mike. the street, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Up, he's, up he's off the street streets, dog. and he's like, Hey, man, you got any mods? <laughs> <laughs> I need a fix, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's Mike. He's actually a druggie, mm-hmm. just so you know. All right, so we've got a... I, I always say this, but we've got a pretty small scheduled show, but since Ryan Anderson is on, chances are it'll go a lot longer than <laughs> usual. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's, yeah, that's just me. We I recorded yeah, he, a Podcast 17 talk, yeah. episode this morning, got up at like 7 in the freaking morning, or I think Dude, it was yesterday. Dude, you three podcasts no, today. Was it yesterday? Yeah, maybe it was yesterday, but anyways, um, that doesn't matter because this episode goes up anyways, like way later, so... Sometime, like the the latest podcast seventeen episode, I re- I was on, and that recording went for like two and a half hours. Ooh. Ouch! <laughs> that's that's that's. And I went on man. like a a five minute rant about dystopia. <laughs> so, did you come to the conclusion of anything important? What's that? Or was it just a rant? No, no, no. I was I was actually we were it was like an interview, and I was kind of giving my feedback. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like super hard. Your feedback, or anything, eh? Yeah. We can talk about that later. Anyways. Alright, cool. <laughs> well, let's get this shit started, shall we? Starting off with the recall section, which is the releases for the week from February 9th to the 16th. Uh, we have on the 9th, we have Fortress Forever version 2.3 client and server for Half Life 2. Now, the last uh, release I played of this, it. um. It's come a long way since it first released, and it's actually, uh, I'd, I'd say it's getting to the point where, you know, you can definitely choose a favorite between Team Fortress 2 and Fortress Forever. I mean, you're as you've said before with Mike, uh, sorry, with William from Podcast 17, you're either on the fence or you're in either one of the camps, and one of them gets to lob grenades at the other one, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really a choice of a matter, really, and... Um, Personally, I prefer Team Fortress 2, mainly because I like the art direction, and it just feels like there's more thought into the classes. But, um, yeah, we thought it would give it, uh, give it a mention, because they do do a good job of releasing and updating their, their uh, mod quite regularly, so kudos to those guys. Any, you guys have anything to say about it? Yeah, just like personally for me, I was always a big fan of Team Fortress Classic. And I've never quite been able... I'm, I'm like the only person in the world, but I've never quite been able to get into Team Fortress 2 the way I was in the Team Fortress Classic, so I'm re- I really like Fortress Forever, because that did, does a real good job of kind of, you know, updating Team Fortress Classic into the Source Engine. Which is always oh, cool. we have another fan. So that's cool, because, I mean, if, if William was on here, then we'd be even, because I'm I, I myself lean more to Team Fortress 2 than Fortress Forever. Yeah. I was never a big Classic fan anyways, but William is a big... Uh, for, a Fortress Forever fan as well, as well as a classic fan. So, 
Interesting. There you go. It must be like a certain mindset of people that played the classic. Well, yeah, people that were fans of the classic. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It's grenades. Would you play Team Fortress Classic over Team Fort? Oh, Frag. Uh, sorry, Fortress Forever. Uh, actually, no. I think at this point, like Fortress Forever has gotten good enough for you know. I think... Really? Wow. That's interesting. Actually, it's beating the original. Mm-mm. All right, cool, cool. So that's uh, Fortress Forever. Yeah. February 13th, we have Fragging Free version 1.1 patch for Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil. Evil. Anyway, uh, I originally played uh, Fragging Free a while ago, like a very long time ago, like months. We're talking months here. And... um. It actually got a staff selection from us because it was, uh, like, it took Doom 3 and it made it into a series of rooms that you can kill some interesting monsters with some interesting weapons. And personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan of those, you know, uh, classic boss fights in first-person shooters. We don't see many of them anymore, and it's always good just to do that and play those, and yeah. If you're into that sort of stuff, pick it up, because it'll definitely tickle your fancy. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I have it sitting on my desktop ready to install, so I actually downloaded Sweet. it a couple nights ago, so I'll try it out, maybe talk about it in the next mo- next modcast. Sounds great, man. Have you got Resurrection of Evil, do you? Yep. Sweet. I bought like that id super pack or whatever a while oh, yeah. ago. Oh, yeah? They got like the every, super pack. every id game except for Quake 4. Quake. Now, is it id or is it id? Like, you say each initial. Not uh, like the id. A lot of it's, Australians it's, say id, but it's like id because it's named after, it's named after like, the word id, isn't it? Yeah. The term yeah. id. Oh, okay. The term id, yeah. Well, when we see i and then a capital d, it's normally like, oh, initials. Right? So, that's, that's how I look at it anyways, but eh, could be right. Could just be an Australian thing. All right, uh, February 14th, we have Median XL version 1.95 for Diablo 2. Massive fan of uh, Median XL. I love Diablo 2. Um, yeah, it's just one of those mods that'll just be like, hell yeah, play it. And it's, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, it changes up Diablo 2, the original, to something more interesting, makes it a bit more difficult, uh, makes the spells more explosive, I guess more colourful. Um, basically, it gives you another reason to replay Diablo 2. So, yeah. It definitely gives it more legs, in a sense. and More customization, runes, powers, characters, you know, bosses, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Drops. I mean, every Diablo 2 fan, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of comments on, on the Median XL profile. They, you know, maybe they've played the crap out of Diablo 2, and mm-hmm. they'll play another hundred levels on a character in Median XL just because it just adds so much different to the game. You know, you know, I I'm a fan of Diablo 2, but I'm not so much a fan to play that. Uh, you know, the real life stuff where like you get the character, and if you die, you die for good, and you have to restart. <laughs> like, have you seen those people? No. Have you like? Oh man, there's a whole forum dedicated. It's like hardcore mode or something like that. Oh. I forget what it's called. But um, oh, people play Diablo 2 where they go through... It's like a custom sort of mod thing where if you die, 
you die for good and like <laughs> some people get all the way to like you know level 72 and then they get killed by a one mob can you imagine that can you imagine the pain and grief you would go through <laughs> like oh you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's um just one of those things like i think it's they i think they play it on a server so people don't cheat or anything like that but um and they have this whole like the thing is that they have this whole forum thread dedicated to um uh you know death notes in a sense so <laughs> if your character dies you make like this little eulogy about them and <laughs> post it in the thread and it's just oh it's it's funny what can i say it's funny <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Medium XL, grab it. I have yet to play this new version, but uh, when I get a bit more time, I'll definitely be sinking my teeth into Diablo 2 again, because it's awesome. All right. Uh, also on February 14th, we have me. Uh, sorry, Mayhem Intergalactic Demo Version 1.2.3 Indie. Now, the real reason I wanted to bring these guys up is because they have this uh, nice little uh, incentive, I guess. Well, it's not really a incentive for anyone, but uh, it, it basically, he's nominate he's, sorry, he's giving away 50% of all of his sales, like all the collective sales, uh, to support the bushfire appeal in Australia. It's just now, for the month know... of February, though, just until yeah. the end of the month. Yeah. So, so if you don't know what the bushfire appeal is, um, in Australia right now there is uh, around this time it is stinking hot, and I mean absolutely hot. You could rub a stick against a rock and start a bushfire. That's how bloody dangerous it is right now in Australia. And apparently, some idiot decided he wanted to start a fire. It got out of hand, and now it is taking taken the life of over two hundred people. It is also destroyed 330,000 hectares of land and property, homes included. So this is billions of dollars worth of, you know, losses and all that sort of stuff and tons of homeless people and all that sort of shit. It is, and uh, having seen a bushfire up close, I can definitely say that it is fucking scary. It really is. There is nothing else like it in the whole world. And I just want to congratulate the guy for you know, supporting, well, what he can through his only means of income, I guess, or probably not his only means, but his one of the ways of his income, he's demoting 50%. And I think that's uh, very nice of him, um, considering he also gives a link to donate directly to the Bushfire Appeal, which is very nice of him as well. He's not just... It might seem like he's just using it to make sales, but... Um, He's, I think it's really just giving people incentive to purchase the game and support something, a good cause at the same time. So, thanks, dude. Doing good. Yeah. I mean, most importantly, it's just, it's, it's, even though some people may label it as like a sales tactic, it's increasing the exposure of the Australian bushfires. You know, people that may not know about it will hear about it through this. So, uh, he's doing his part in that way as well. And, uh, you know, if you want to help out a good cause as well as, you know, get a game at the same time, then this is one of the ways to do that. Yeah. So, kudos to that guy. I think you can get it off Steam and all those sales will automatically be sent over to the Red Cross. 
Yep, and that's it for the recall section. Mike, do you have a jingle for us? Come on, buddy. Um, let's, let's... Let's... You know what? I, I I vote that we put the jingle thing to a rest. Oh, yeah. all right. I, I really <laughs> do. <Nice> jingles. <laughs> Either that or get nice some like jingles. official jingles. Yeah. Someone needs to write no some jingles. No official jingles. It, there's, <laughs> there's nothing better than the open mouth for jingles. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. That was just all right, really so... bad. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> kind of sexy. <laughs> All right, um, Ryan, I'm surprised you haven't butted in and said anything really. Mm. I'm surprised. Normally, the recall section is much longer because of you. What's going on, man? You're, yeah, you're, you're, just, down, you're down on your game today, man. No, there's just nothing really to talk about. So, Aww. let's move on. Aww. I'm sure the yeah, what you've been yeah. playing section will be much longer, though. <laughs> Definitely. All right, the news section for this week, we have two things, both made by me because I'm awesome on the site. We have the developer banter Project Reality interview, which is pretty interesting, actually. They do go into a lot of depth about how they build the games and the trials they had trying to get the game off and trials dealing with EA and DICE, actually, so... Very interesting interview. You guys should check it out. I think it goes for just over an hour. Uh, actually, it might be an hour and a half, if I can remember correctly. But uh, it's like definitely check it out. Like 80 minutes? Yeah. So just check it out. It's it's really a great interview, and especially if you're a fan of Project Reality, I mean, it's, it's always good to listen to these guys actually spend their hard-earned time. Well, not really <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I, was, I don't know where I was going with that, but, you know, they spend a lot of time making this mod, so... You know, just trying to get the uh, the word out that it is actually a difficult process, and uh, a lot of things people didn't know about it. Like for example, um, it's a collective. Did you know that? I didn't. So that was news to me. And, what? Uh, of course, it's a collective. It's a huge mod. So what do you mean? A collective of more than just one mod. It's a collective of everyone's mods sharing assets and all that sort of stuff. Oh, Black you know, Sand Studios, you, yeah. Black Sand Studios, like, I thought that was just the name of the company that makes it, but it's actually the name of a collective of mods that people have decided to join forces and uh, take down the evil evil tyrant that is EA, <laughs> I guess, in a sense. Um, so, yeah, it's a, definitely a very interesting interview. It's a little bit of a misrepresentation, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan was there, so if you like Ryan, you can listen to him as well. Hooray for Ryan. And, yeah, Mike wasn't there because, yeah. you know, he's slack. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Dave. Yeah. I know. Okay, way to totally beat your chest. Awesome. Go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next piece of news is the Nameless Mod Preview. Now, uh, both myself and Ryan got a demo disc for the Nameless Mod from Off Topic Productions, who are making this mod, I guess. And they've been making it for seven years, and it's finally come down to giving out PR copies. And uh, we got our copy, and, you know, I was thinking it wouldn't be more than, you know, six hours, but uh, I ended up playing the game for 15 hours, which is absolutely insane for a mod. Now, Ryan has yet to play it because he wants to dedicate some time to it, but I say, Ryan, you're just a slack shit. And, yeah... And it's definitely, I, I don't know, you guys are just going to have to read the preview because I'll just be, like, repeating myself, but 
It is an absolutely fantastic mod. You guys should definitely pick it up as soon as it's released. Yeah, it's just awesome. Especially yeah, for like well, Deus Ex. I mean, as slack as you may think I am, uh, I prefer to, you know, have... Uh, I, I'm, I'm branch, trying to branch out and cover more mods uh, rather than, than just us two playing the same mods all the time. <laughs> so that way we yep. can talk about more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll get to <laughs> Excuses. it. Excuses. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'm, cur I'm, uh, I'm sure that Lawrence yeah. wants me to get to it sometime soon, and I'm pretty sure I'll have good words to say about it. But, at the same time, we got Mod of the Year coming up, and, you know, you got to cover a lot more sh shit to, than just the Nameless. So, I, right now, I'm trying to focus on, on 2008's releases, um, and... And get because through because you didn't play them during 2008. Get, get through some of those. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Do you <laughs> do you want me to talk about some of the, the 2008 releases that you missed as well? So I mean, you know, there's. Hey, I don't know man, how I you <laughs> choose to admit RTS from my from my reference. Uh, uh -huh. It makes it much much easier for you though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did play a few RTSs, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not the type of guy to sit down and. Excuse me. Enjoy that sort of stuff. So, yeah, fair enough. I'll play them if I have to, but you know, yeah. But the important okay. thing is I'll play everything, whereas you'll just pick and choose and and employ your bias yeah, wherever it possible. So uh, I'm not yeah, like that. Yeah, because I'm a bastard. That's that's all. I, I'm just an absolute bastard. Yeah. There you I go. mean, there's no point. As long as we straightened it out. No... As long as we straightened yeah. out, and the viewers know yeah, the real yeah, truth. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm actually a bad <laughs> child bastard. I I was born out of marriage, all that sort of stuff. No, I wasn't really, but um, uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, there's no point previewing a mod that is crap. Now, is there? You know, there's no point like making it official that this mod is crap. If, I tend to think that PR should only be done for, you know, mods that are. Being expected by the so public, who said who said anything about the mod being crap? Well, you said you play everything. I'm just making sure that people know that I'm not going to preview a crap mod. Well, I if it's I, obviously crap, you know, like yeah. I'm saying I cover more of a broad spectrum than you do. Oh, okay. Yes, right. and it you. doesn't mean that because it's a broad spectrum that the the stuff that I play that you don't is crap. Um, ah. So, I don't know where you're going with the whole crap statement, but, um, yeah. Let's just move on, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me take a drink from my uh, cup of juice here. Uh, it's, it's something, uh, all right. <sighs> Tastes like wine. You know how you get juice that's so thick, like grape juice that's so thick, it's just basically wine. Mm -hmm. Without the alcohol, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to what you've been playing. <laughs> What you been playing? Oh, you're All just right. not going to give it up, are you? No, <laughs> it's my jingles. <laughs> anyway, um, alright, I guess we'll start off with Ryan's uh, promised dystopia talk. Let's go, Ryan, come on. Yeah, well, I, I logged a few hours in dystopia and, you know, got a few good play sessions out of it. I mean, they've released on Steamworks. Unfortunately, that's been hobbled somewhat. Uh, the The... It's funny because I chose to support uh, Eternal Silence for their Steamworks release uh, for the first weekend just because, 
you know, I thought they were the underdog in this situation, and, and everyone would be like, oh, dystopia, cyberpunk, cool, and then jump on there. But uh, it, it, it turned out to be the other way around because cool, dystopia was... Cool, spaceships, cool. <laughs> no, 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 but it was because, uh, you know, Eternal Silence got a whole bunch of players, but um, dystopia was hobbled because people couldn't see the server list uh, due to, oh, wow. you know, a file that was misplaced. And uh, so there's only about like 150, 200 people, which is still respectable. And but most of those people are just you know from the existing community around Dystopia. But uh, you know I manually did the fix, the hot fix, and jumped on for a few games. And for everyone uh, who doesn't know Ryan, can you go to the details of explaining what you need to do to get that hot fix to work? Because apparently it's really simple, right? Yeah, it's really simple. Basically, you just uh, hop into your Dystopia folder. Under uh, Steam Apps, your username, and then um, under whatever it's, I think it's yeah Steam Apps, your username, and and where all the other source uh, Steamwork mods are. And you go into the Dystopia folder, make a blank text file, and just rename it to Steam.inf, and that's all. It doesn't you don't have to put anything in the text file. Just leave it empty. Start up your game, and all the servers that have applied the hotfix will appear on there. And so there's like pretty much all of them. Uh, listed. How many servers do they have? Like, uh, out of the box. Out of the box, I, I'm looking at probably around 20, 30 servers. So they got a decent amount. That's respectable. Yeah. So, so uh, they, you know, Steam still hasn't fixed that yet, though. Or Valve. Uh, no, it might I, be fixed yeah. by I think the time they can this release. Goes, no, it might be fixed yeah. by the time this goes up. But as of like I don't know when, it wasn't fixed. As of like two days ago, it wasn't fixed. So. We'll see. It could be fixed by the time this this episode goes up. You start up Dystopia yep. and it updates, and could be. Apparently, it's like really easy to issue updates. Uh, I don't know if if the Dystopia yeah. team is having a problem with that, but um, they are having a release party, an official release party, sometime soon, uh, with special guests included. So that'll be interesting. Um, will we get an invite, or will you get an invite since you're closer? Uh, I don't know. They'll, they'll post on the front page and stuff. They they were gonna Sweet. do an event with like uh, with me asking questions and stuff like that and Andy uh, from Paranormal Games was was working to organize all of that and stuff and he's really good with that he he you know organized that whole indie rumble thing which is kind of cool but uh, all right yeah but he just, Andy, they decided yeah. to go with someone else and which is cool because uh, bow, bow. well no they decided to go with someone else because uh, you know I don't know my workload is crazy so I can't afford to do all these events all the time. But uh, yep. yeah, the the cool the party should be cool. There's gonna be some cool people showing up. Um, Is it gonna be that type of party where they have like uh, waitresses with uh, you know skimpy clothes on, like most game parties? Um, well, I I don't think it's gonna be a real live. It's not gonna be like a a live event. I don't think. Oh, okay. But something like an oh. IRC that everybody can take part in and then go download the mod and. And kind of oh, so it's not like video. a in-this-hotel-room sort of thing. No, it's more like no. a... We're talking about a mod oh, here, okay. Dave, so... <laughs> well, you, you made it out to be like this... Like, they have guests and all that shit, and I'm just like, that's kind of weird. I mean... Yeah, well, where's the party of... going to be? The, the dev team themselves are spread out all over the world. Everybody the fly, fly, of fly the to year. Paris for this party, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's, I, I'm pretty sure Maybe. it's going to be some IRC deal with, you know, live streaming video and audio interviews and stuff like that. So, live streaming video. Yep. Sweet. 
Um, That'd be awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Dystopia the mod itself. Uh, you know, I think it. I I stick to my guns saying it, it was an it's an acquired taste because it's something that you do have to stick with and you do have to uh, you know. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. I mean, we we copped a bit of flack last episode because of the fact that uh, we didn't really enjoy it and because of Brian's katana speak. Goddamn Brian. Yeah. But um, it's it's we, when we say acquired taste, we mean it's not for everyone. There's nothing wrong with. Well, saying here's the problem. That. Here's the problem with I have. I can understand where like people have a problem with. You know, uh, Tetsuro's talking about the katana and and stuff oh, like yeah, that, he and it's, it's, he's employing a little bit of bias <laughs> there. And so are you, Dave. Frankly, like so you you talk about the community not being very helpful, but like when it comes down to it, like I mean, it I I don't think you just gave it enough of a chance. But um, I mean, it's something that you do have to stick with, and you do have to learn a little bit and and uh, learn layouts of the levels. Now. I did an interview with on Podcast 17, which you guys should all go check out. Go to Podcast 17 and on uh, this Monday. Now? No, it's it, it won't. It's not out yet. But this Monday, by the time this episode is posted, it'll be out. But um, yeah, check out the interview there. I go on a little bit of a rant, but I, I think you know just because the game changes up so much in terms of the objectives, and there's a lot of things that you have to do. There's multiple tiers to each objective that you have to accomplish. Um, I was suggesting that you know maybe their their level design could be a bit more refined or efficient in places, and uh, you know Mike, who is the producer on there, uh, you know he said he wasn't afraid to apologize for mistakes, but that's not that's not the whole point of why I was interviewing him. I mean, whatever, you're a mod, you're gonna make mistakes. You can't be perfect. So you know I I wasn't looking for like you know you know so why is this like this? You know apologize. You know I wasn't looking for any apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking for well, any apologies he, like that. Technically, but, he but, hasn't done anything wrong. It's just um, from Ryan's perspective, you know. That's all. Well, yeah. It's just no, from no, no. Ryan's what, what I was aiming to do yeah. there, and you can listen to this on Podcast Seventeen again, Podcast Seventeen dot com. Uh, <laughs> plug. <laughs> um, well, they're like our sister podcast, so of course I'll plug them. Um, <laughs> but our retarded cousin podcast. No. <laughs> wow. Name's cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah. you know, I, I was making some of that feedback just for maybe if it wasn't directly for uh, Mike, who is the interviewee, but for the other level designers on Dystopia. And I hope they do listen to that podcast and, and check out some of the feedback that I left or can discern, can like take away anything from it. Because I did go on a rant and I tend to talk in circles sometimes when I, when I rant. But, yes, um, you do. <laughs> but, you know, I hope the level <laughs> designers, you know, pick up some some stuff that they didn't notice before or or maybe you know learn some new things that they can that they didn't address before because you know there's there's some levels in dystopia that i think could benefit with a little bit more direction in terms of achieving your objectives and i don't know if it's just because they're older levels so maybe they're less refined in that way um because like you know some of the newer levels i think cybernetic is new um in this release and that one the objectives are pretty well laid out um, how did you okay just a quick question Ryan did you go did they did you go into how much detail they go into like making the maps like is there a certain group of people that do it or is it just like well hey, yeah I he make said a map he said this is interesting too they he said this is a very much a collaborative collaborative process where they have you know multiple people go into a map and, and work on a map to refine it and I think you know that's that's part mm. of the reason why some of the maps are yeah. like um 
Well, really, really good in terms of yeah. visuals. Because I mean, when people go in, they they they'll constantly um, refine that and be critical of like you know areas that that need uh, improvement in terms of visuals. But I wonder how many go in there and you know think of how can we make this a little bit more efficient or make this a little bit more obvious of where you should where you should go and directing the player. Because I mean, assemble. Um, Assemble, I complained about that dark bit, you know, after the laser shoots through the wall. I don't know if you guys have played that level before, but there's this one level in Dystopia where this laser comes down, shoots this big hole in a wall, and then you're supposed to go through the hole in the wall. And then, Hang uh, on, is that the one with the kind of like underground sort of No, 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 that's, that's a different laser. This is a... <laughs> I'm okay, talking about okay, the laser yeah. that shoots a huge hole in the wall, and you're supposed to go different through the hole. Laser. And then there's this dark area... <laughs> Um, that you're supposed to go through. The first time I played through that level, and this is like an experience that always sticks out in my mind when I, when I think about dystopia, is that you know when you look at that part of the level at a glance, it looks like a dead end because it's completely dark, and and you think you're like oh you know just looking at it at a glance, your brain tells you oh I shouldn't go there because there's nothing there. It's completely dark. But if you actually just walk all the way down there. You see that you know there's a there's a passageway, um, so I mean just putting like maybe a few lights or some emergency lights in that little section that would help. But yeah. um, what is it like exactly? Is it like a cave or something, or is it no? Like it's like just a hallway. A it's a hallway. It's like an, a I don't know to another area, some sort of facility, okay. something like that. Not yet. But I mean, yeah, and then there's a, there's the, I mean, there's the other level with the other laser, and uh, I talked with Mike about this, and he said. It, that's part of it, it was kind of a casualty of that collaborative process because one guy left and then they had to work on the mod after that but the laser shoots into a wall and again you think you're supposed to go to that wall where the hole was made and go through there to get to your next objective but no you're supposed to go like the the opposite way to like a completely different area so it's a little bit confusing and they're and, they're, and that's one of the things that they're working on to correct and and is that the so that laser the one i was thinking about or is that a different laser one no, that's the, the How, underground one that you were talking about. That's the one where the yeah. laser shoots through the wall. And then you think, like, assemble. You're supposed to go through that hall, that, that, that hole that was made in the wall, but you don't. You go the other way to your objective. See, when you're explaining this to someone, it, it even seems confusing just listening to you, man. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> well, mean? Well, like, play the friggin' mod. But, like, I mean, I know you were in that level and you played it and you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I, I played that and... I think I what's really cool about dystopia is those set piece objectives. Like those are cool when you do something and you see that the effects of it happen on the map and it's like changing the terrain. But I think you know there's a lot of ways they can improve it um, mm. to make it more sense to make more sense to players who you know even if they're jumping in for the first time, it's kind of obvious where they should be going. Um, otherwise, it's like you know one thing's happening over here, but this is where you're really supposed to go. So. Uh, you know, it's like a magic trick. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit distracting, and and you know anything that's happening should be kind of directing your focus. And of course, if you have these set piece events that happen, you're going to be looking towards them, and you're going to be going towards them because that's where all the action is happening. But it doesn't help yep. if your objective is the well. They totally could always do way. the um. They could always do the Sven Kolp way of directing people by like as soon as a door opens their view is like directly put onto that area where the new objective is and how it's open and the path yeah to get but there. i mean for a multi i don't know Sven is is co-op but for a multiplayer mod that kind of disrupts the whole game the whole flow of gameplay 
But I suppose because one team will like be like stopped and looking, <laughs> and the other team will just be like, "Hey, yeah, let's take them out." <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, but um, mm. yeah. So just a few tips in that way. Uh, but you know, uh, I I tend to think that um, personally, like especially after the interview, that Dystopia is one of those teams that's you know really structured and and really you know. Um, really structured and, and really, you know, kind of setting themselves up to be like, a, you know, all the other professional studios out there in the world and trying to do everything that way and, you know, paying for professional voice actors and stuff like that, which is cool. But I think, I think, I think, you know, part of being a mod team is, is, you know, being able to be agile and do whatever you want and incorporating features and stuff like that and, and kind of uh, responding. You can, you have a lot more freedom to respond to, you know, feedback and stuff like that. So when you set up this like structure and and, and everything like that, I think it, it just it makes things a, a lot harder in terms of reacting to feedback and and kind of implementing those changes. Um, because I mean, like like big studios and big development teams, anything that's that has to get approved has to go through through multiple levels. And uh, you know has to pass through a lot of hands in order to to, to make it make it out there, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's kind of the problem dystopia. I mean, I can't be for sure, but um, you know, <laughs> Mike. I, I've talked with Mike from Dystopia for, before, and he's he's one of those guys that's really you know um, obsessed with the details and organization and stuff like that, which is good. I, I you know you need someone like that to move things along, but at the same time, you can't affect can't can't ignore that you know the benefit of being a mod team is being able to be agile and and uh reflexive on on feedback and and implementing changes um quicker than like you know professionally structured teams just because you know you're not worrying about money as much and and it's more about the passion of things so yeah no red tape yeah exactly you know i don't know but i mean but Dystopia is, is is great. I think it's you know one of the best mod looking mods out on yeah, source, it looks and I gorgeous. want them to succeed. I want them to succeed. So that's why I'm like you know I actually thought about this before going in the interview. I'm like you know what ways could they improve this? And and it really comes down to just like just guiding the players a little bit more. You're gonna have to make some concessions there if you want more people to jump on and play the mod. And you know even when I was playing with some of these people who were experiencing these maps for the second. Uh, you know, first, second, third time, they they would get confused. They'd be like, "Okay, where the hell do we go now?" I'd hear them on voice chat, and uh, sometimes they would get confused. And I think you know they should be looking at all the avenues possible to make the maps more readable, um, just easier to play through, um, without giving up that those compli- complicated multi-tier objectives. And uh, because I think that's that's one of the best parts of the mod. And then you know the cyberspace meat space that whole aspect, um, yeah. Just just I don't know. They they've got to figure something out to to make those levels easier to navigate. Because assemble, I even got stuck in the beginning spawn area in assemble. I mean, you know I'm harping on assemble. Like people are gonna be like, ah, oh, the guy who made assemble it sucks. But uh, you know it was, it was probably a few people who touched that level. Um, but you know I guess moving forward, either either refining the old maps or making new maps that are that are just easier to read um, is the answer. 
And there's a, a letter, a letter, a lot of other things that they could do, but uh, I won't get into that since I talked about that a lot on podcast 17. So yeah, yeah, that's my rant on dystopia again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome rant, man. I think that was a bit longer than five minutes, though. So yeah, we 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 topped we topped the uh, our sister podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now for the other great uh, one we can talk about, uh, Eternal Silence. Yes. We've all played it. What do we think uh, uh, now that it's been released for a little bit? Mike, you go first. My mouth yeah, is Mike, we, we haven't... Need we, Ryan needs to like, <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> rest cool his off. voice box. <laughs> no, they... Um, Eternal Silence. Like, I love Eternal Silence. That's, I, I don't know. There's, like I remember back when it first came out, Laggy mess. Me and my friends tried to play it, couldn't get into it. But eventually, they got it, all their stuff together, and now it's nice and, and stable, and it's not laggy anymore. And I'm just—I love Eternal Silence. I might—I might just say that it's probably my favorite mod on the Source Engine. I mean, it is so. Yeah, that's that's uh, not a very. Uh, unique comment though because a lot of people dig the shit out of that one. yeah like, i it's crazy i absolutely i mean i me to celebrate the release for steam i went out and bought myself a joystick just so i could you know get better with the ship <laughs> oh stuff. mike keep it pg no, sorry, god sorry anyways wow you actually <laughs> went out and bought a joystick for the flying controls yeah i did and um it crazy actually, it's helped out a little bit I'm still trying to get used to it and everything, but it's a lot quicker to move and Man, making me a little bit joystick. better. Well, that's old. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I don't find any problem with the uh, keyboard controls for no, because I no, think no, they I. simplified them. But yeah, that's that's cool. You actually bought I, a joystick well, for the release. I was um, it was on um, their forums. One of the clans or something that play the game had a bunch of instructional videos on YouTube on how to use a joystick and everything like correctly but in the don't game. Don't you have to switch between like a joystick and the keyboard like Well it's just like you know, as like soon as you switch when I'm on foot I use the keyboard but when I when I jump into a ship I the Yeah. It's the same thing in Project Reality. People use a joystick for planes and choppers and yeah, go back exactly. to keyboard. Oh yeah with Project Reality I can understand having a joystick though but yeah. really Eternal Silence? Did like you you, know, the controls seem fine to me. That, like, I enjoy the, the it's not even, like, I enjoy the on-foot combat, but it's mostly, like, I enjoy the spaceship combat the most and any little bit that yeah. I can get to kind of get an edge in that. What do you, what type of joystick are you using? The joystick the I one? got is um just a Logitech Extreme 3D Pro. It's It was, like, it's only, like, 25 bucks, but it has a pretty good uh, reputation. I think there's, like, a SciTech one. I was looking for a certain SciTech one that, that a lot of people talk about. I mean, it's just, like, a normal joystick. It's nothing like, you know... Like not flight simulator a type, on yeah. It or anything. <laughs> Forty like buttons a... with like a throttle. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does it have like one of those nuke buttons where you got to flip the switch and then push the button? Yeah, I, like... that'd be awesome if it did. Ah, uh, but uh, well, you know, it's that would been sweet. It's got a few buttons on it and everything, but I mean, it's it's nothing special. Sweet. Actually, I've been using it in a few other games just to pilot things, and I'm kind of happy I got it now. It makes flying in most games a lot easier. But that's okay, let's move on point. before I'm yeah, convinced to get a joystick too. <laughs> but yeah, no, Eternal Science is awesome. And we just did the dev banter with them, uh, which will be going yeah, up. Yeah, like actually a few hours ago. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be going <laughs> so, up in, in a few weeks. But um, yeah. 
but yeah, Eternal Silence. It's I mean, the concept of just bridging, you know, space combat and infantry combat, it's it's kind of it's kind of been done elsewhere as well, but I mean, on the Source engine, there's nothing else like it and and it does it it does it so well. I mean, when I when they came out with 3.0 and like the new maps and with the skyboxes and the planets and stuff, it just looks so awesome being out in space. Um and and they've added new game modes now because I think part of the problem that they they thought with 3.0 was like, you know, they had that one game mode, which I like. I like the hardcore yeah. Core mode the best. So do I. But, uh, it's like know, probably one of the better ones. I they think. also have demolition, which is you know kind of grab the bomb uh, and blow up the other ship, the three different parts. But uh, I don't know. I I'm glad to see that uh, Eternal Silence has a large player count now because I've I've thought they've deserved it, you know, for a long time. They've they've been plagued with lag issues, but now that they've worked all all through that. Uh, they're experiencing some sort of success, which I'm really glad for. I mean, now now it just feels so good because I can jump into ES and, and not worry about, okay, is there going to be players? Do I have to get some friends and, and kind of force them to, to download the mod and join so we, I can have a proper game? I can just jump in and it's like, you know, oh, there's full servers, so I just jump into one of them and away I go. I think that's the beauty of the Steamworks, yeah. and that's probably... You know the main reason why Steamworks is so sought after is because, you know, hey, you want to play mod, just click okay. on it, and you've got it. And there's you, you can't beat that because before you had to go to ModDB or go to a website, download it, extract it, put it into the right folder, restart Steam, play it. <laughs> like there's just so much work into doing it, you know. And uh, now it's just like double click. Hell yeah, got myself a mod. Let's play it, and is you can't beat that. And he, we were talking to uh, Daniel, was saying he was the lead developer. Um, he was saying something along the lines that uh, the only the only reason they they were they were so wanting the um, Steamworks is because they can release um, fixes really quickly. And they can update it really quickly. So, for example, if there's something game-breaking that comes up later on down the line, they can fix it straight away and they don't lose the player count or they don't lose as much player count as there was, you know, before they had to make a new copy, put it out on the internet, and hopefully people will actively search for it. Now it's just automatically downloaded and you can't beat that. That's just one of the things that Steamworks does oh so right, you know? And, yeah... So congratulations to those guys getting yeah, I mean, on. Like I remember, they did a good effort um, when it first got released. I think they were having some troubles with lag and stuff, and just within like maybe a day or two, they had a a patch up through Steam that yeah, fixed most just, of the problems. It was just a so. setting. Basically, they, they talk about this in Dev Banter, but it was just a setting where uh, the servers would be throttling collection uh, connections uh, because it was kind of set to allow for uh, bandwidth that was like on par with you know 56k modems <laughs> so it's like once you got over you know 2500 uh kilobits it would just throttle your connection and wouldn't let you uh do any more so that's why the, there is lag happening uh but i mean the lag I wouldn't happen, found no lag wouldn't happen too that, often so. so i mean now that that fix is uh implemented i mean yeah it should run buttery smooth like, I can play on uh, an overse overseas server, and normally when you go from Australia to anywhere else, you get some 
pretty exceptional lag, and I've learned to deal with that, you know, having to play with Ryan all the time. God damn you, Ryan. Um, but Eternal Silence is just one of those mods, like, now, it wasn't so much in the previous releases, but now you can play it, and you don't notice lag. Yeah. Like, you don't actively have to check how much latency you have. You know, you, you just play it, and it's exactly the same. Like, I think it's to do with a lot of the f- reason why they have, like, um, those little... They tell you, like, they actively tell you to shoot ahead of ships in the game. Like, there's there's markers ahead of ships, and if you shoot at that marker, you hit the ship yeah. sort of thing. There's also lock-ons and stuff like that. So, essentially, it does work. The only the only real laggy issue I had with that game is uh, with the ion cannon, like, shooting that ball and the flamethrower. Everything else is completely fine. And cool. that's the only lag I've had in that game. I love the flamethrower in that game. <laughs> so do I. I love it. It's just fantastic. pouring it all around, yeah. lighting it up in front of people, making a big wall of fire. Yeah, I mean, you can. Through. That's it's it's one of those game changing weapons because you can quickly create a choke point or, or block yeah, passage by just exactly. laying down some fire. So it's really cool. But uh, okay, up next, uh, let's talk about Rise of the Reds. Which I was playing. Well, let's 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 let Ryan talk about Rise. And the Reds. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Mike, you're gonna get this, and we're gonna play some yeah, together. I, I Since you know, I finally I, I get to play with another RTS fan. But I I downloaded this and uh, tried to get some multiplayer games going, but didn't find anyone on Hamachi. Or they have like battle groups set up, which is kind of cool, but no one seemed to be online. I don't know if those are active anymore. But um. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool game. There's some new units in there. They bring back Tesla coils. They got this big ass Gatling type gun that fires artillery shells. It's really awesome. Um, and, and I like how it's you know playful in that way and kind of uh, harking back to uh, you know the Red Alert series in that way with like you know the utterly ridiculous weapons uh, like that art- artillery Gatling gun cannon. Pretty crazy, but you know effective and blow up a lot of shit. So, uh, you know, I don't know how different it is in terms of RTS. Like, I'm, like I was saying before the show, like I'm an RTS fan in that I'll I'll pick up an RTS every once in a while uh, when I feel when the mood strikes me. But I'm not one of those hardcore players that you know uh, know the exact counter to every unit. I'm just gonna throw a whole bunch of crap at you, and then if that doesn't work, just find some more crap to throw at you. But uh, uh, yeah, which is why I want to like play a you, monkey at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm I'm somewhat sophisticated, but not as hardcore as as most hardcore RTS players that crunch the numbers and find the exact best counter for each unit. Um, but yeah, Rise of the Reds is you know it's thoroughly entertaining for an RTS mod. I I want to play a few multiplayer battles to before I give my final verdict. But uh, yeah. Russians, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's those, what I think. Those so far. Russians and their Gatling guns. Yeah. Gosh. No, it's it's worth a try. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. Does it? Would it sink to the top of the massive amounts of uh, command and conquer mods? Uh, yeah, I, I think you know it's definitely one of the ones in better quality, and it's probably you know in the upper echelons of, in terms of uh, all RTS mods. You know, it's one of the yeah. ones that I think is is worth trying, and it has received a lot of buzz. It had, a, I think, it had a pretty successful release on ModDB. So, yeah, I think so too, actually. Yeah, I mean, they've been pretty good at making PR posts and all that sort of stuff. So, yep. kudos uh, to them. The other, the other mod I tried uh, 
playing and I actually bought like Star Wars Empire at War and and the expansion pack the the gold pack for it. Oh yeah, that's right. Was uh, a yeah. Stargate Empire at War. Now, you know, or Dave is constantly complaining about anything Stargate and we do com- we do harp on a lot of like Star Wars Stargate mods that are on, you know, Stargate Empire at War has, you know, constantly been on on the popular list and it's, you know, received it's got a healthy community and a lot of fans for it. Um so I'm like, you know, what, whatever, it's Stargate, but uh, it seems to be popular and it's got good media, so I'll, I'll take a look and try it out. And I download the English versions, cl- clearly labeled 1.0 Final English, uh, and install it, you know, and after going out, buying the game, and it's not exactly an easy game to find anymore because Star Wars Empire yeah. War, I mean, Petroglyphs I'm closed surprised down. I'm they pretty had sure it in brick and mortar. I'm pretty sure I, I, it's I'm really you know, discontinued yeah. now. I mean, they're not producing copies of it anymore. But, well, uh, yeah, I got it in Vista. Oh, is it? Yeah, I I have I run a Vista City. Actually, technically, it's a really weird glitch. It's um, it's it's if you're running Vista sixty four and have four gigabytes of RAM, it won't run. And that just so happens. Oh, to weird! Exactly wow. What my system has on it. <laughs> what about so, more than more than no, um, four gigs? Than, What's the deal with it? Has more than four gigs or less than four gigs? It'll work. But if you have exactly wow. Gigs, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's like, it's like, they, they, it's like there's one bug in this game. We can't <laughs> fix someone, it. It's like, what is it? Yeah, well, it's really four fa- gigs. It won't work. It's, it's like, really, well, how many people are going to have four gigs of RAM? Like, come on. It's a really <laughs> specific yeah, bug. They, uh, yeah, they never patched it, but someone did come up with a hot fix. I know that if you go on their forum for the game, there is a fix for it. Yeah, because yeah, Petroglyph isn't around anymore, I don't think. So, uh, So yeah, they, they won't be issuing any <laughs> official fixes, I don't think. Yeah. But, um... It's, yeah, so I downloaded Stargate Empire at War and tried to play it, and I get in, and like the menu has some German on it. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, English, but it should be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start a single-player game. And I get in, and all the tooltips are in German, so I can't tell what abilities do what and, you know, what exactly is different in the game because it'll all be just like experimentation, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't play this. So someone that is on the Stargate Empire at War team Please do an English translation so that, you know, English-speaking players... So, hang on. You use. downloaded an English version of the mod. But it wasn't English. Do you think maybe they just packaged it wrong or something? I, I don't know. I don't know if... I'm, maybe I'm supposed to insert some, some English maybe file. Maybe try that one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, the German... No, there wasn't a German translation on there, I don't think. It was just the what? English, but it, it's it's weird. So, all the tooltips are Yeah, maybe it's a packaging error. Like Could that, that that would make sense though. Maybe there's just like a like in an EXE or something mm. like that that you got to change to like English something or other, and it changes it all up. Maybe there's just like like yeah. different files. Like from what I can tell, like uh, there's different files that you need to run inside the game to change all the tooltips and whatnot. I mean that's normally the case with a lot of games. So maybe it's just something as simple as that. You know, uh, I didn't like, see any options for that, mistake. but uh, I mean, mm, it's all okay. in German, so it was just, uh, I don't know. If if anybody can listen in the comments how to fix that, maybe I, I always read through readmes for the installation, didn't come across anything like that there. Um, so, they have know. a pretty good website. Did that have anything on there? Uh, I didn't look. No, I didn't look at the website. If I, If I'm downloading a mod from ModDB... And I'm getting yeah. the installation package. It should have everything in there. 
it's only well, at least maybe they should rename it to German. Or they should rename it to German. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, this mod probably has like a huge uh, German community for it. Oh yeah, of so. course. It's probably not high on their list to support um, <laughs> English. So. You never know; they could get a lot more players that way. So. Yeah, I mean, holy crap, is there a hell of a lot of Star Trek fans, or Stargate fans, I forget which one Especially, it was, Stargate, Stargate, yeah, Stargate. yeah on, yeah, on my DVD. crazy, yeah, cool, now, Mike, I hear you've been playing some Crisis mods, in particular, Predator, The Heat of the Jungle, yep, um, I, I played this too. Yeah, I, it's not bad. It's it's, it's uh, interesting because it, the thing that got me to play it actually was I had seen it been released a while ago. But um, mm-hmm. where I work, it's, it's really boring, and I have a chance to listen to a lot of different video game podcasts. I can't remember quite which one I was. I think it might have been like Geekbox, which is a bunch of guys who used to work for One Up. Oh, Ryan Scott! Um, really? They did it? Wow, the Ryan Scott did. Well, that. no, they. I didn't realize. Um, that. Yeah, right. Well, he they were talking on there, and someone just mentioned, like, wouldn't it be really cool if someone made, like, a Crisis game, but it was Predator? And it's <laughs> like, so I went back, and I was like, Well, I that has been done, kind that. of. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I went back, and I want... Oh, so they didn't actually do the research. Nah. They just no, exactly. It. They just wanted it. And I was... Bastards. Yeah, so I went back and I, I went and I downloaded this. Ryan Scott, I'm looking at you. <laughs> anyway. I went back and I, I downloaded this mod and I played it through. And it's pretty cool. It's just a quick like representation of the Predator movie. Like, just about every famous scene that you can remember is represented in some fashion. Actually, um... Except no, there's no get to the it. Joppa. Yeah. No, yeah, none of that. I know. But, like, it's, um... It's the <laughs> they actually had the characters from the movie in there, right? And they actually, what they did, they uh, revoiced them, yeah. revoiced like particular lines. Now you know, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Mike? Yeah. That <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, people won't remember it, but I won't spoil it because you know people will want to play it. But there's this one scene, like near the beginning of the mod, and it's just like, oh, that's hilarious. It's, it's- and the guy that did the voice for it was just like fully into it, and I was just like, you couldn't help but laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, was it's, it? Was it? What was it? Like an Arnie impersonation or something? No, no, no. It was. It was another. It was. Uh, Arnie oh, okay. doesn't Early say anything. In the movie, they're in a helicopter. Someone says a joke yeah. in the movie while they're in the helicopter. And it's oh, okay. Like that. It's no. It's just after. Yeah, it's just after they land actually. Yeah. But yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's that scene done again in the game, but yeah. it sounds pretty yeah. cool for the game. Yeah, it really does. But I was just and um, yeah. reading on the mod thing here that he plans on release. It's on version point two right now, and he plans on releasing a point three. But he thinks that's probably going to be the final version because he can't get anyone else to uh, help him out with trying to do others work with it. So I think this mod could, uh, if it was fully fleshed out, and everything could actually be really good. So I mean, if anyone's mm-hmm. out there and they want to help this guy out, you know. I think it would, it would be pretty it's cool. It's definitely really good. The only the only problem is the Crisis is known for its like its big open areas yeah. that you can only go forward in. In this one, it's, it's incredibly like, linear. You're just you're on a path. Yeah, it's it's very small path that you follow, and there's not much shooting. It's kind of like you were just on this roller coaster. It's like a Disney ride, yeah. Remake, yeah. It's it's kind of like if Predator was a roller coaster, that's what it would yeah. be. You know, a very slow roller coaster, that's what I'm saying. but a roller I mean, coaster nonetheless. 
like the like the Back to the Future ride. I don't know if you know that, Mike. Like, <laughs> yeah. like those rides where it's not like a roller coaster, but it's one of like those virtual reality things where you sit in the machine and like it tilts and stuff. Dude, dude, dude. Um, I went to this this place in Australia called Movie World, and um, they had this uh <laughs> virtual reality machine where it had uh, a Batman like uh experience. Holy shit. That opened my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Goddamn Batman. You're awesome. Yeah. Wow. So so this is like that, I guess. Um, <laughs> cool. Kind sounds, of. Sounds cool. And um, there's actually one scene where, um, you know that scene where you, you see the Predator for the first time and he gets mini... Like, everyone mysteriously has a minigun at that point and they just <laughs> so they all spawn the miniguns and it's just that yeah. scene where they're mowing down yeah. everything yeah well what actually happens um you're walking along and all of a sudden you whip out this minigun and you just like and then this predator appears in front of you it's actually i didn't i'm not spoiling it because it was on the spotlight video you can go right. back when it was released and have a look it's that exact scene he whips out this minigun and then you shoot and then he tu- he disappears and you turn around and everyone's just like got these miniguns. Yeah, guns and gone, yeah I thought it's like, like the predator killed yeah. the guy that had been carrying the minigun and then I grabbed it. But then when I turned around, I saw everyone was holding miniguns. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. What actually? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you don't really see your teammates die in this either. It's kind of spooky. Like you'd be walking along, then all of a sudden you turn around and there's only two of you. There's only two guys following you instead of three, and you're just like, wait. Wh- Where's the other guy? <laughs> yeah. So you keep going, and you don't hear anything. And then another guy's gone. You turn around, and it's like, shit. You get right to the end, and the guy's following you. And you you know how he falls into the water at the end of the Predator movie. He falls into the water, and he's, he turns around, and then he's not there. And he's like, fuck. Well, what and it's just like, what happened to me was I jumped oh, off the yeah. waterfall. I turned around, and, and both the guys were floating dead in the water, <laughs> like right next to me. <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of spooky, this man. sound. This mod sounds like kicks, man. I'm gonna try it out <laughs> just because it sounds so hilarious. Now, first, I'm gonna watch the movie and then I'm gonna try it out just just for extra laughs. Oh, you don't even have to watch the movie, man. If if you've ever seen the Predator movie, as soon as you play this game, you'll know straight away yeah. what what the hell's going on. I don't know. On. My memory's like, kind of oh, fuzzy. Yeah. I don't remember like all the little bits of Predator. So there's there's a there's yeah. a great part near the beginning, like in the movie when they're just kind of like destroying the forest near the beginning of it. And in the yeah, yeah. in the mod, you're just kind of walking, and all of a sudden, your other two teammates just start like firing for no reason, but they're like firing at like a rock. Like they're not even like destroying the jungle like they were in the movie. They just start like shooting at this rock. Ah, oh, <laughs> die rock! And I was like, "What is that? Is that is that that one that that part that we were just talking about where they just you turn around, they're just like looking and spazzing out. It's like, <laughs> it was, like real early on in the mod. It was before like you even see the oh, okay. It was like." Right at the beginning, they just started shooting at stuff, and I thought there was an enemy coming. And then I realized that they were just trying to reenact the part where they're just blowing up the forest because they're just goofing around or whatever. There's some really good set pieces in that mod. Yeah, though. exactly. And sometimes it fucks up, but a lot of the times it and works. Then, and like when you're, when you're, it does give you a good feeling of being hunted, like during the parts where after the predator shows up and you're walking around to see predator affected. Real good moments that make you feel like. Oh, there's um. That one scene when the lasers come and like sit. Oh, right dude. On your okay. Face. You know what? No, 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 no. We'll stop talking about it because you guys are. You guys have given yeah, a boatload of spoilers already. Mod, I think 
<laughs> like pretty soon it's, people won't have to play it because they'll know everything that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we just leave a little bit of mystery in there? And Dave right, put some okay. spoiler notes in the show in the show notes because <laughs> if people don't well, want to know, okay, if you've ever seen the movie, yeah, exactly. chances are yeah, you okay. know what will happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't you like okay you wouldn't even be playing it if you didn't know what Predator was That's and true. what the movie was so you know. <laughs> so yeah, Predator, go play it for shits and giggles. Yeah, definitely. Great forever tomorrow, Mike. You've been playing it. Uh yeah, I played it and I beat it and I gotta agree. Like that final boss in that game, if you're not using cheats, you're going to die. There is literally a scene in it where they have those little buzzsaw things from Half Life Two. Where uh, the final boss will like spawn about fifty of them to attack you at one time. <laughs> I mean, it, it gets insane. <laughs> like, is it run out because of computer chugs? No, it's not even hard because the computer chugs. It's hard because there's fifty of those buzzsaw things coming at you all at one time, cutting you to pieces. But like, because that's the whole like the whole thing. It's like the final boss will just keep spawning different groups of enemies at you. But, um, right. The game. The game is basically fifty striders. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's just you walking along, and the this game gets just trippier and trippier as it goes on. There's small little puzzles to solve and everything. It's weird. It's got like a varying difficulty to it because, like, at one point I couldn't get past a, a part near the end. Like, uh, just having a hard time killing all the enemies in time before I got killed myself. And then the very next room, it's like. All the enemy, there's like a bunch of enemies standing there, but they're surrounded by explosive barrels. So like a couple shots kills them all. So. Oh, explosive barrels! God's greatest invention in the first-person shooter. So I mean, it's 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 really cool. It's it's it, for if you're gonna like just play a pretty, but it doesn't take that long to beat. I think it's only maybe like four levels or something like that. Um, yeah. But if you just want to just run through, kill. A whole bunch of dudes really fast. I don't. I, I can't even think of anything. To While on acid. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> very tricky. At first, like you see the screenshots, and then you start out the game, and it doesn't look that weird. But as soon as you take down the shield and start heading underground, everything just starts going crazy. And... Yeah, the music comes up and everything. <laughs> it's, it's it's an experience. It's. It's, it was fun, though. I, re- I did enjoy it a lot. It's something to even show people. Just be like, look at this game. Just look at it. Just <laughs> look at like, it. <laughs> don't look too long, because you might go blind. It's incredibly blind. <laughs> wow. Great forever tomorrow. Play it. Uh, now, you've also been playing GoldenEye Source. Yeah. Um, Have you been achievement hunting, like most people? I'm not a big achievement person. Like I think the only game where I really got into trying to get into achievements was Left 4 Dead. So, but um, as for all the other games, they're not a big achievement or anything like that. Um, I like, I, I enjoy GoldenEye Source a lot though. They're really, like I remember playing like the first release of that one too, and um, you know it was cool, but you know there was a lot of work to be done, and it's getting, it's starting to get to the point where it's, it's feeling really complete. Like everything just starting to look. Feel more and more like you know the old old guys, and uh, it was cool because I had a friend come over here watching me play it, and I think that game has like the ability to really kind of get more people interested in mods in general because you see people come in 
and you know they see Goldeneye, and maybe they've never tried a mod before, and would be like, well, how do I get to play this? Like, I want to play this. You know, I love Goldeneye. And then you kind of have to like, oh, well, there's these things called mods. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's, that's a really good point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I mean, that could yeah. that could bridge the gap for most people. Yeah, it definitely did. My friend is like, he just bought himself a big beefy computer, and he's been wondering what kind of games to get for it. But as soon as he saw Goldeneye Source, he's just like, oh, I got it. Like, did you know about mods? It's a, yeah. They're like games <laughs> for free, <laughs> dude gotta get me some of those <laughs> so yeah that was kind yeah. of and you're not pirating anything <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm i've got gold golden eyes another one of those mods i have waiting on my desktop um yep i need to play this too so. for the spotlight but um slack dave slack you haven't played it jeez <laughs> dude what do you think i've been doing no oh, no i'm just calling shit. you slack because that's what you call me every time yeah i know <laughs> and i'm just yeah. Right, Anyways, cool. but cool. Uh, yeah, golden eye source, worth a try. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I am invincible. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I don't know. I played a ton of golden eye source, like a ton. Like I think I I've logged probably double what both you have in golden eye. Um, you mean the original? The original, yeah. Did you used to play it with like friends that were worse than oh, you? Oh, yeah. you used to feel really good playing. No, no, we got really good. Like we were, you know, I'm pretty sure we could have formed a league or something. <laughs> but <laughs> it was the one game. Like, yeah, it's probably the game that I've played the most in my entire life. Like, if there's any one game, I tell you what, I I've still got that cartridge actually, but I don't own a Nintendo 64. I just kept the cartridge. <laughs> like, because it's just one of those things you'll never find again. <laughs> I reckon. Like you'll never be able to find Goldeneye yeah. in a few years. It'd just be like rare as. Yeah. Well, I mean, we used just to like have like company you know, who made after school oh. club, and it's like every day we just convene just to uh, play some Goldeneye. Okay, Ryan, yeah. was it a race to odd job like it was in my nope. family? No, we were more sophisticated than that. We just you know all agreed. No <laughs> one chooses odd job. No one chooses Jaws. We were all just you know. And no one, no one chooses uh, the Siberian guard. I think it was a Siberian. The guy was like the same color as the walls. If you played stack, so he's like so easy to camouflage. That was cheating as well. So I mean, we had our own house rules. (laughs) Just like Monopoly. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's the only way you play Monopoly. Exactly. But um, cool. Yeah, I mean, you're bringing back memories, Ryan. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm gonna be, you know. I'm gonna be looking at Goldeneye through those rose tinted glasses, but uh, I'm gonna be, I think, a little bit harder than you guys on it, just because I love Goldeneye and I love it yeah, so you're much. You're not gonna be happy till it's, it's perfect, right? right? Give, give me a shout. Yeah. To, uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to overlook the, like the few errors, like if they don't have weapons or certain characters or stuff. But you know, especially on the level design, I'm like, mm, this is not the same. I have the like, I know they have two versions of the levels. They have classic levels and then like the improved versions. Um, are the classic levels like pretty much verbatim? Like, what about the improved levels? Are they verbatim as well, or like how much did they add on or? Well, from what them? William has told us, uh, Ryan from last episode, he said that uh, the improved levels, like take facility for example, the air ducts actually go all over the level. Oh right, right. Whereas the classic that. doesn't. You know, like it's stuff like that. You know, that just makes more sense from a tradi- from a more recent first person shooter deathmatch style <laughs> gameplay. Yeah, especially considering, like, you know, when you're doing, um, 
going from um you know four to you know however many players you decide to put into a map that's true that's true but it's kind of weird because you know it's like oh they're trying to update it for modern F- fps's yet they're still trying to same keep the same feel which is like you know no hands in the player view it's just this gun sticking out yeah so it's kind of a weird a weird feeling where like to me it seems kind of weird because it's like yeah but if it you're keeping hands, it old school man, it but you're kind of making it new school too so it's sitting in this weird limbo area that's in between <laughs> so i've actually heard people complaining gray. about the hands thing like people actually want there to be hands on oh really <laughs> you're losing the point yeah, it kind of it's kind of like if you play Rainbow like the the very first Rainbow Six where there's no guns or hand models whatsoever, <laughs> you know. And ugh, going back to that, it's just like, whoa, how did I ever play this game? You know, like, mm. um, but yeah, yeah. Easy. Ryan, let me know when you install it because uh, yeah, we'll have a go. I'll probably be playing some tonight. Really? All right, I'll download it then. All right, uh, and Mike has also been playing Half-Life Rally. Oh, hey, yeah, Mike. a little bit. Um, like I was saying before, I'm like not really a big racing fan, but I I remember when this release came out, you know, they said there's like 59 maps and just all sorts of crazy stuff. So I was like, I have to try it just to, you know, someone who does that much work, you ought to, ought to at least check it out just for a second to see what's going on in it. And, um... You know, I, I don't really have an opinion on it because I'm so just kind of eh on, on uh, racing games. But, I mean, I had fun with it the little bit that I did play it. And, I don't know, I it's it's cool just because, I mean, what a, yeah. I mean, how many driving mods really are there? You would there have had it? a lot more fun, like, when it was originally released. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, just because, like, the graphics and stuff, like, back then it was just like, oh, really cool. Because it's like, you know, racing game on Half-Life. This is something like, like that's so totally different from what Half Life is, <laughs> and it's just an, it was like an amazing accomplishment for you know for them to do it. Yeah, I, isn't it just the player models that change to cars and you just basically yeah? But there's a lot that. of tech behind it because it was vehicles, right? So I mean, there's a lot of things that they had to change, and uh, they put a lot of effort into the courses and so on and so forth. So okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if someone told me that it just it's it's just they changed the player my like it doesn't feel like that anymore for sure. No, like, no, it's it's much more than that. Yeah, you still hear like footsteps when you're racing. The car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. No, bottom of the car, and then it's like, <laughs> like Flintstone <laughs> style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's. I mean, uh, it was you know one of the more polished modifications, especially for its time. So. Cool. So I guess the last one that we have left is Lemming Ball Z. I've wanted to play this ever since I saw the video, but I never got around to it. Mike, please tell me it's good. It's it's a lot of fun. I, it's um, they. I'm having a hard time kind of uh, figuring out. It's got like destructible levels, kind of like how Worms was for those, you know. So it's kind of like Lero then, in a sense. See, I you guys are talking about Lero, and I was like, I don't even understand. No, it's just like, Dave. Dave's Lero. always like talking about Lero. <laughs> Dude, Lero is the shit. Don't you dare mess with Lero, man. They, it's got the levels kind of remind you of, of how Worms was. Where it's just destructible. You throw like a beam, and it just takes a big like if you out of fall level. in the water. But, if you, if you fall in the water, do you die? That no, sort of thing. There's no water to fall. I'm pretty sure. Ah, oh, okay. Where you can fall so it's just like. Uh, 
a flat ground on the bottom of the when you destroy the land and stuff. Yeah, it's it's like eventually. I mean, there's a point where you get to the bottom of the level and you just can't break through any farther. But uh, that's not very Dragon Ball Z like. <laughs> Jeez, they could blow up whole planets with that. Yeah, shit. but I mean, I mean, oh. how many times did they fight all the way through? <laughs> but this planet? isn't Dragon Ball Z. This is Lemming Ball Z. <laughs> it's based on the same thing, man. But it's got just got just character. about every character you could probably want to play as. They got, you know, the movie characters and TV show characters and all, all, you know, like Broly's and Frieza's and all them. And then it's got a bunch of maps in it, too, from the show, like Namek, and then Namek after it's been, you know, all blown up and everything, and asteroid fields and Earth. and It's just cool because they you can tell that, you know, they're big fans of the show and they've got a lot of stuff in there that... Let me guess, there's none of the GT stuff in no, there? No GT stuff in there. <laughs> there's, no Dragon there's no Dragon Ball stuff either. I would say, like, all the characters are kind of, like, all the main characters based are on based them. off yeah. what they were like at the end of the show, like, Gohan's an adult, you know, and Goku can go all the way up to level 3. But, um, what? No, he can go all the way up to level 5. Yeah, for Come on. In, in yeah, your fan fiction that you've been five. writing, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, no. In GT, he goes like, like up to level four. all the way. But actually, I think it's level six. He goes, he goes Super Saiyan one, Super Saiyan two, <laughs> Super Saiyan three. Uh, then he goes to like this big ape thing, I think, and then he goes back to a human with like an ape tail, which is red. Uh, yeah, so it's five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's five. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> But it, Damn it, anime! It's kind of crazy. It's um, it takes a little bit getting used to. There's one button that controls like uh most of your beams, and like the way you choose what kind of beams you're gonna do, like up and beam one is one different beam, and and left and beam one is a different beam. And there's two different beam buttons, so really you got like oh, so it's it's more like uh combos rather than just switching weapons. Like yeah, exactly. It's um, it's you have different um, you got basically you have eight different key moves and then when you actually want to power up and stuff like it's like up in the key button to power up and like if you press down the key button i think you do like a kyoken and go all fast and run all fast and so oh, okay it's, it's really fast paced like the first time you go to play it you're, you get destroyed and you just get mad mm-hmm. because you don't know why what just happened or anything i would recommend that if so there's bots. I'm guessing yes, there's bots. Yes, there is then. bot. There's bot support in it, and um, you can do up to four bots or players. And there's even there's you know online multiplayer too. Um, I got two different. I think it's two different modes. It's got like a capture the Dragon Ball mode where when you're destroying the environment, sometimes Dragon Balls will pop out, and if you can collect all seven of them, but like if you get knocked into the ground hard enough or something, you'll drop the ones that you have and the other player can collect them and whoever gets seven of them first wins. Oh, that's pretty cool. It is it is pretty cool. It's, um... But yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. I it's I wish there was people actually playing online, but so far I've never seen anyone. We'll jump on with you, man. Even with the bot you, support, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have a game of that. That'd be pretty sweet. Cool. I've always wanted to play it ever since I saw the video, so... So, I, I, think, I think we should issue, like, kind of, like, an open call for all the listeners of the show if they kind of want to, you know, contribute to, to the discussion if they find themselves playing a lot of mods or, uh, or indie games. Um, you know, we always appreciate, like, fresh, 
fresh perspectives as we've seen uh, Mike come on here and he's played a lot of stuff and he's, he's been uh, really helpful with sharing his views on the mods and, and contributing to the conversation. If you find yourself listening to the show and saying, hey, you know, there's something that you, you find that you could add to the show or and you're, you're, there's a lot of mods that you're playing out there and you can always add every episode, um, why don't you contact Dave, Dave at moddb.com. And uh, we'll see about bringing you onto the show and see see if it, we can make it work and and uh, and that way have a more complete conversation. You know, we're, we're looking to yeah. entertain people and 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 just like get a discussion going around uh, different mods, not just not just source mods, not just uh, you know RTS mods, but like everything. Yeah, we have William for source mods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, we're looking for someone. We're not looking for fanboys. We're looking for someone that you know is is open-minded and open to playing different types of things, uh, trying out a lot of things that maybe they wouldn't have tried uh, out before. Um, like, I mean, Lemming, Lemming Ball Z is an example of that. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd appreciate more people to play RTS mods with. Yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Ryan is getting lonely because I don't like to play them. Oh, well, I'll play them if I have to, but... Not a big fan. Like yeah, I, I had to drag him kicking and screaming in into Europe and ruins, and he liked it. But I mean, yeah, I'm not good at part it. Of, part <laughs> of trying it, out mods is being it. being open minded and accepting that you know, yeah. for all the bandwidth that you spent on this mod, it might not be that great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not made of bandwidth like you bastards are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. That that just about does it for the modcast this week. Um, as Ryan said, if you want to get on the show, if you have the balls to come on and say something and be assertive and tell us about your modding habits and all that sort of stuff, that's cool. Just as a, as Ryan said, contact me, Dave at moddb.com. We'll give you a trial, see if you're good for the show. I mean, a lot of things comes down to it. I mean, you, you have to be able to talk. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, I'll get on. I'll be able to talk. Like it happened to Lawrence last week. Um, or the week before last week, I can't remember which one he was on, but he came on and he was like, yeah, I'll do it, and he comes on, and it, it, it's really difficult for some people to, to be able to talk in a in, in a show sort of format, and it's not for everyone, but if you think you can do it, come on up, step yeah. up. Well, not only that, it. but you got to have something <laughs> to say, and it's got to be something more than yeah. more than just like, oh, I haven't played this mod, but this is what does it look like? It looks like it sucks to me, and this is why, you know. And it's more <laughs> than just bashing mods, but actually trying them and 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 kind of yeah, um, we ha- we have tats for bashing. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> Katanas, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's it for this episode, guys. Uh, thanks to Mike and Ryan for joining me and uh, giving me an insight to dystopia. Good on you, Ryan. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We'll see you all next week. Same time, same place, same website, all that. See ya.